messenger to Elijah saying, may the gods punish me terribly if by this time tomorrow I don't kill you just as you have killed all of those prophets. When Elijah heard this, he was afraid and ran for his life, taking his servant with him. Then they came to Beersheba in Judah. Elijah left his servant there. Then Elijah walked for a whole day into the wilderness. He sat down under a bush and asked to die. He sat down under a bush and asked to die. I've had enough, Lord, he prayed. Let me die. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the tree and slept. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord came to him and touched him, saying, get up and eat. The angel of the Lord said, Elijah saw near his head was a loaf of bread baked over coals and a jar of water. So he ate and he drank and he went back to sleep. Later, the Lord's angel came to him a second time. The angel touched him and said, get up and eat. If you don't, the journey will be too hard for you. Anybody going through just a hard journey? Maybe you've eaten all the wrong stuff. Get up and eat. If you don't, the journey will be too hard for you. So Elijah got up. Elijah ate and Elijah drank. And the food that he needed made him strong enough to walk for 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There Elijah went into a cave and stayed all night. Verse 15. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Haziel, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi, king over Israel, also anoint Elijah, son of Shaphat, from Abel, Mahola, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Haziel, and Elijah will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jehu. Yet I will reserve even 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. I want to use as a subject, as we truck along our series today, it's getting in the way of what I'm feeling, getting in the way of of what I'm feeling. While we've been focusing on Elijah all month, I want to mention, in light of it being Woman's Month, the important work of a woman. While Elijah, all throughout the series, has had some great lessons for our lives found in the Word of God, I simply could not let the month end without talking about a phenomenal woman. You, uh, you may know her simply by her initials alone as KBJ, but she is none other 
then Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, who was just recently nominated by President Biden to replace a retiring Supreme Court judge. And, and all this week, uh, there began hearings regarding her nomination uh, that if she's confirmed, she will be the first black female judge to serve in the highest court in the land. Uh, but day three was as rough for me as it was for Katanji uh, because it was hard to watch what was going down and it put me in my feelings. Uh, because it's a hearing, there were some uh, that weren't in favor of the president's nomination, and they let it be known. Uh, these left-wing radicals did everything they could to disqualify her for a job that, in fact, she's already overqualified for in the first place. They did everything they could to smear her name. They did everything they could to discredit her character and her ability, insinuating that she was in support now of child trafficking and child pornographers and other egregious acts. It was it was so appalling to witness these 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 left wings in order to destroy her uh, and not just her but also her reputation. What I love though about Judge Katanji is that through it all she remained poised and graceful. Uh, but just as there were some people there uh, that weren't rooting for her, to God be the glory, there were some people there that were. Yeah, it was. It was some people there that was. In fact, there was a senator by the name of Cory Booker. And uh, I believe that they saved the best for last. He was number five to speak. And uh, they finally let him speak. And he spoke until his true feelings showed up. He, he spoke uh, so eloquently that, in fact, it changed the game. Rather than dragging Katanji, he lifted her up, reminding her that she is worthy, reminding her that her, uh, the lineage that she now has been linked to. Uh, he said, and I quote, today you are my star and today you are my harbinger of hope. His words, Deacon Ford, were so moving that uh, I, it put me deeper in my feelings that I was already in. And, and let me just tell you, I was so glad that I was watching, I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, this confirmation go on. I was glad that I was watching it all by myself uh, because uh, Cory Booker uh, was able to speak and spoke in such a way that I couldn't hold back my tears. So I was glad to be watching it all by myself. So I, I could weep and wasn't nobody looking at me. But but I, I watched the entire room as Cory Booker spoke. And I watched the entire room shift at the words that he began to release from his mouth. Even the white woman, a white woman that was sitting behind him, was repeatedly wiping away the tears. As he was speaking, though, it made people feel a way where some people were there to discredit, Corey was there to uplift. Where some people were there to annihilate, Corey was there to speak life. He spoke truth, and the words that he spoke uh, spoke hope, and his words spoke love. As, uh, as I reached for my sleeve, 
one last time to wipe my eyes, I was, I was overcome with emotion and I just couldn't fight the feeling. Yeah, it, it, was, it was an emotional moment as, as I watched the TV. I watched as Corey cried, as Katanji cried, and then we all cried together. Yeah, y'all, y'all with me. Y'all with me. Y'all, y'all missed that one. But, but listen, tears, tears are usually uh, a symbol of, of an internal feeling now that comes pouring out externally. And so uh, just as Cory Booker spoke as a means to speak truth and light, my purpose today is to speak truth and light. Yeah, getting in the way of, of what I'm feeling. You see, just like, uh, just like Judge Katanji, uh, we all have a journey that we must take. And, and likewise to the journey that we've been following for this entire month of our Versus Battle series, we've been linked in and plugged in to the journey that even Elijah was forced to embark upon as well. We all have our journeys. Elijah was forced into this journey. This journey uh, at moments gave him rest and relief, but this journey also gave him fear and had him in his feelings. And because he's unsure of how to process and navigate through his feelings, uh, Elijah responds by doing what we all have been guilty of, and that's to run. Yeah, Elijah, Elijah goes through this roller coaster ride. Elijah goes through this myriad of emotions. He runs into the wilderness hoping to hide from himself and hoping to escape from others. And so driven by fear now, Elijah runs until he runs to the mountain of Sinai. But there's a lot that happens for Elijah as Elijah is on the run, uh, as he makes this journey now between the man that is after him and the mountain that he arrives at. And so uh, according to this text that we've been in all month long, first, he fights for his life. Yeah, yeah. Then he runs for his life. And after running, we just read in the text that after running, now Elijah wants to end his life. Uh, but instead of God honoring any of those requests, instead, God saves his life. Anybody glad that God saved your life? Anybody, anybody glad about that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I just need you to get this real quick because uh, after everything that Elijah had went through, he, he still wasn't ready yet. He still wasn't at a place yet where he was ready to fully be used by God. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't ready yet. Just, just to finally go through all of that where he didn't want to live, just to go through all of that where he had been fighting for his life, just to go through all of that where he had been running for his life, just to finally to arrive and surrender to the idea that it's God that is in control of what happens to his life in the first place. Uh, but, but he runs. Then he contemplates. Finally now, God is moving him to the place where Elijah is committed. And once, once he becomes committed, that's when Elijah is then told what he needs to do. And so here it is now um, that Elijah 
has just come out of the wilderness. He, he's just survived one of the most grueling experiences of his life. And before he gets too stuck and complacent, God gives him something to do. I love this. I love this. Uh, but if you, um, uh, if, if, if you miss it, if you miss it, and I don't want you to miss it, I want, I want you to get this because God, God gives him something to do. But it's sometimes, though, that uh, what it is that that's something that God wants us to do, uh, sometimes we'll miss it because sometimes what it is that we have to do uh, is almost too painful to even really comprehend. But God gives him something to do. It, and it's, it's almost as if, y'all, that uh, God doesn't even hear a word that Elijah spoke. Uh, all throughout this text, until we arrive at verse 19, uh, Elijah is complaining about everything in his life. He, he's complaining about the people that have been after him. He, he's now complaining about the fact that he doesn't even want to live anymore. He, he would rather die where he is. And so it's almost as if when we get to verse 15 that God hears nothing that Elijah has even been speaking because verse 15, uh, God doesn't leave Elijah where he finds him, but instead he instructs Elijah to do something. Yeah, verse 15, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go go to the desert of Damascus. That's that's what I need you to do. And I just I just want to drop this off real quick. Um just my first point for you just to get in your spirit. Uh you've got to find you something to do. Yeah, find you, find you something to do. And and Elijah, Elijah gives him, God gives Elijah something to do. I, I want you, I want you to get this. Go with me real, real quick. Because uh up till now, up till now, Elijah has spent the last 40 days complaining about his situation. Yeah, he spent the last 40 days uh, in a bit of a pity party, um, ready just to die and not live. He, all Elijah has been doing up till now is looking at himself. He, he's been looking at his life. He's been looking at his behavior, which got him in this situation in the first place. And uh, he needed to get now what God wanted him to do. And, and there was only one thing now that God starts off instructing him to do, uh, and this one thing that Elijah needs to accomplish before God called his work complete. And, and, and we, 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 we going to dig a little bit deeper, but isn't, isn't it ironic though, that, uh, that once you figure out what it is that you've been called to do, once you're determined that you'll be uh, committed to what it is that you've been destined to do, um, that is when you are instructed now. That's, that's when you're instructed on what it is that you must do. This is for all of the people now who, uh, who've been scratching their heads, listen, trying to figure this thing out. It, it was now time for Elijah to stop merely existing, and it was time for Elijah to start doing. Y'all going to get this in just a minute. And, and sometimes the only way to focus, listen, sometimes the only way to focus on what's ahead of you uh, is to deal with what's behind you. Can we go back to verse 15 real, real quick? You got to find you something to do. The Lord tells Elijah now to go back the way that you came. This, this messed me up, Meech. This messed me all the way up because God now, after him being in the wilderness, wandering, not wanting to live, God brings him 
out of the wilderness. But but because Elijah didn't need, because Elijah didn't get what Elijah was supposed to get in the wilderness, God now sends him back into it. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all don't have to say amen. That's real cool. But but listen, there will be times when you will go through something, uh, and because you didn't grow through it, God has to send you back through it. Y'all, anybody know what I'm talking about? Where uh, God has sent you into some situations, and the goal was to teach you some hard lessons. But but just stubborn self, yeah, your stuck self. You decided just to move on through and not get all the lessons that that you were supposed to get. And when God brings you out of something, and you still didn't get what you needed to get after you have come out every now and then God will send you right back in. He tells him now to go back the way you came. Go back the way you came. Uh, I, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all really, y'all, y'all not, y'all not real loud in here today. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's not that you got a type uh, when it comes to, to men, uh, but, but maybe the problem is you still aren't clear on how to pick them because you still haven't learned the lessons from the last one. But, but find you something to do. Uh, and because Elijah didn't get it the first time, God gives him now something to do. Yeah, you've got to find you something to do. Will you just holler at your boy real quick and say, find you something to do? Yeah, yeah, find you, find you something to do. Because Elijah didn't get it, uh, God gives him something to do. He tells him now, verse 15, uh, he tells him now to go back the way you came. Tells him now to go back the way you came. There, there are some things in your life that I believe you've started, but, but you haven't finished it yet. Yeah, the process was, was so frustrating. The process was so grueling. The process was so painful. It was so much work for you that as a result, you, you just simply gave up. Uh, but sometimes the, the biggest blessings in your life uh, sometimes show up in the hardest things that you'll ever have to do. Elijah left the wilderness hoping to save his life, and God then shows up and tells him to go, to go back. Not only was Elijah instructed to go, but Elijah was instructed to go back the same way he came. Yeah, what have you gone through and survived it? But what you went through wasn't just for you to survive, but for you to get something out of it. And you have now come out of it only to repeat the same action that got you in it in the first place. But God now says, uh, because you didn't get it the first time, I'm, I'm going to need to send you back. But, but this time when you go back, I need you to go back like Elijah. Because uh, see, Elijah walked through the wilderness the first time, but the way he walked through the first time wasn't the way he walked through the second time. Yeah, yeah Elijah had to travel the same road to go back. But 
but he wasn't going back the same way he went through. Elijah had to go back, but he wasn't going back the same person he was when he started. But Elijah was going back with some new swag. Elijah was going back with some new confidence. Elijah was going back with some new faith. Yeah, he he left stressed, but he was going back strengthened. Yeah, Elijah, Elijah left afraid, but Elijah was going back affirmed. Uh, Elijah left confused, but Elijah was going back confident. And some of us have been working and working and working. We, we've been working on things, and because we hit a few roadblocks, we felt like God wasn't in it. But I just want you to know that God is with you in the wilderness, that God is with you in your situation, that there are some things that you've been running from, but the things you've been running from might be the things you've been called to do. So for all the things that you've left undone, God just needs you to go back. For all the stuff you haven't completed yet, God, God just needs you to go back. For all the things that you've aborted, listen, you, you've got to go back. For all the things that you've abandoned, you, you've got to go back. For all the stuff you still haven't completed yet, you've got to go You've got to go back. See, Elijah left a boy, but Elijah went back a man. Yeah, I know you left a girl, but when you go back, you you went back as a woman. Anybody in the room will just testify with me that, listen, once I found me something to do, once I found my new confidence, listen, I had to go. I had to go back and fix some stuff. I had to go back and mend some stuff, but but I'm going back different. Yeah, allow me to reintroduce myself because I'm not the person you used to know. I'm not the person you got acquainted with the first time. You, you've got to find you something, find you something, find you something to do. God still wasn't finished with Elijah. In fact, uh, not only does God send Elijah back, but uh, uh, as Elijah's going back now, God God also gives him more more orders to execute. Yeah, He gives him He gives him more orders to execute. Byron, verse verse sixteen. Let's uh let's 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 help some folks out today. Verse verse sixteen. It says that uh when you go back after you've gone back, uh so first the first word of the Lord um was to go back. And then once you've gone back, uh, the Lord says, um, I need you, I need you to, uh, to anoint some things. Yeah, he says, uh, go back and uh, anoint, anoint Jehu when you get back. <laughs> yeah, and don't, don't just stop at Jehu when you anoint him. But uh, while you've gone back, I need you also to, uh, I need you to also anoint Elijah when you get there. And uh, yeah, I need you, I need you to, to anoint some things now that you've, you've gone back. Can I, can I give you the second thing real quick? Uh, once you find you something to do, uh, the second thing when you get there to that thing, to that place, uh, to that season that uh, God has for you, uh, you've got to go back, but you've got to trust your oil when you get there. Yeah, you've got to trust trust your oil uh, when you get there. Yeah, you've got to you've got to trust your oil when you get there. Um, real 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 quick. You you've got to know that there is power in your ability. Yeah, you you've got to know that there is power in your anointing. But you've got to trust your anointing. Somebody say, trust your oil. 
Yeah, trust, trust your oil. Uh, that's why, that's why I always end a worship service uh, by simply saying, set some stuff on fire. Uh, and I say to set some stuff on fire because there's power in a thing. Not that there's power in a thing, but the power comes in the thing once you put your hands on it. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's power in the thing once you touch it. Not, not because of the power that's in it, but because of the power that is in you. Here's, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Uh, verse 16, uh, the Lord now tells Elijah to go back. He says, go back, and when you get there, anoint some things. Anoint, anoint some people when you go back. And, and this is what really, 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 really messed me up because uh, Elijah wasn't the only prophet. Elijah wasn't the only prophet, even though, even though he thought he was. Y'all going to get this in just a minute. Why, you've got to trust your oil. Yeah, Elijah, Elijah wasn't the only prophet that, that was alive. There, in fact, the place that God was sending Elijah to go back and anoint the people when he got there, uh, there were already priests that were there that had the power to anoint. There were already people there that had the calling and the ability to do what it was that God had asked Elijah to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, let me, let me see if I can put it this way, because y'all y'all awfully quiet in here. Uh, God could have used anybody to do the anointing of the people. There were already priests and folk that were qualified there to do it. But uh, instead, God used the man that went through the wilderness and used the man that went through some stuff and sends him back because he was the only one that was qualified. Yeah, y'all still ain't got it yet. It was folk there that had anointing, but clearly those weren't the ones that were qualified. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, instead of, instead of God using who was already there, uh, God decided to send Elijah. And I want you to get this because this was the same Elijah now where just a few seasons ago, uh, Elijah wanted to die. He, he didn't even want to live, but, but now God is sending him to do something. And he didn't even want the calling from God. He, he didn't even ask for the calling from God, but, but that's exactly what God will do. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what God will do. Can, for all of the people now who are walking around with gifts and with purpose and with anointing, and you didn't even ask for it. You, you didn't even want to go. And folk are mad at you for what you didn't even ask for. Folk are upset at you for stuff that you didn't even want to be called to do. And listen, 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 this, this is for all of the haters. Listen, listen, they mad at the gift in you. They're mad at the oil in you. They're mad at the calling God has on your life. Hold up, Meech. And listen, listen, and this is for some stuff that you didn't even ask for. You, you didn't even ask for. You, you hating on me for gifts I hadn't even prayed for. You, you mad at some stuff I didn't even ask God to put in me. You upset about some stuff, but, but the Bible says now that the gifts 
of God are without repentance. And so I need you now to stop being mad at yourself. I need you to stop carrying the chip on your shoulder about other people's opinion. Uh, Will you carry the oil that God has placed on your life, even the stuff you didn't even ask for? Listen, you don't even know why you got so good at talking to people. You you don't even know why folk will come to you with their stuff and and trust you with all of their drama. You got some gifts in you that you you didn't even ask for. You you don't even know why you're so good at putting stuff together and making stuff work and making stuff operate. Listen, you're so good at it. That's your gift. You didn't even ask for it. I know know some people, Byron, listen, they they just got the gift to make people laugh. On their worst day, listen, we'll just put a smile on their face in the worst situation. Listen, that's your gift, and you've been called to do it. Yeah, people, people been upset. People, people been hating. People, people, people been mad. You, you still ain't figured out, listen, why you so easy to talk to. Uh, you still haven't figured out, Lori, why people are so drawn to you. You, you don't even know why you're able to put a smile on people's faces, uh, but you've been called to do it. I, I just need somebody on the live. I just need somebody in the room to trust your anointing. Will you, will you trust the oil, uh, and will you trust the oil on your life, and just listen, just, just declare over yourself that this is the season that I'm going to walk in it. This is the season that I'm going to own everything that God has called me to do. Anybody in the room, listen, listen, I've been in the wilderness, but I just got to declare I'm not competing with nobody. I'm not trying to get no one else's stuff. In fact, you hating on me, and I'm not even after what you after. I'm not even chasing what you chasing. I I don't even want what you want. God don't even have for me what God got for you. you. You're so worried about what God is doing in my life. But listen, I'm walking into the season now where I'm going to trust my oil. I'm walking into the season now where, God, you've called me to do this thing. You you could have called anybody else, but instead, God God called you to do it. He could have called anybody, Steve, but he called you. He, he could have called anybody, Terrence, but but he called you. He could have called anybody, Ramias, but but he called you. He could have called anybody, Kuanis, but he called you. He could have called anybody, Travis, but he called called he called he called he called you i wish i wish i wish you would just look some folk in the eye and i wish you would just honk the horn at them for all the folk that's been stuck and worried about you just tell them listen you 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 worried about me i'm not even after what you after I'm I'm not even on what you on, bro. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even I'm not even I'm not even on that. What what God has for me? Yeah, it's it's for me. I don't need your oil. I got my own. And I'm chasing I'm chasing after it. Listen, does anybody else in here anybody else in here want him? Anybody else in here just need more more of him? So Elijah Elijah now, first he finds him something to do. Elijah then is sent back the same way that he came. He gets back. And he does exactly what he's been instructed to do. Last verse, Byron. Verse 17. 
It says that Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Haziel. And Elijah will put to death any who escape the sword of Jehu. As you go and as you found you something to do, as you walk into this space and this season, this climate of your life, where you begin to trust your oil, lastly, as you go back, you may have to put some things to death. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazio. In other words, slay if you have to. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Verse 17, as Elijah goes back to the place that he's been commanded to anoint, God says that anything now that doesn't submit to the king, verse 18, verse 17, is to be put to death. And it wasn't the fact that Haziel had been anointed king that they needed to honor and respect Haziel, but it was the anointing on his life that they had to honor and respect. In other words, it wasn't the man that they needed to respond to. What they needed to respond to was his anointing. And anything that didn't receive and respond to the anointing, verse 18, anything that didn't receive and respond to the anointing had to die. Now that you are anointed... Now that you figured out your calling, now that you figured out your purpose, Chris, now that you're walking in the fullness of all that God has called and commanded you to do, what in your life has failed to surrender and submit to your anointing? And here it is, because whatever has failed to submit to the anointing over your life, God says you've got to be prepared to slay it. Everything that you've been walking around with that's been assigned and tethered to you has been nothing more than a mere hindrance and distraction. But can I talk to every Haziel in the building? Can I talk to every king that's been anointed? Can I talk to every queen that has the oil over your life? I know that you're trusting your oil. I know that you found your purpose, but will you slay everything that needs to die? Will you slay every habit that doesn't look like God? Will you kill everything that's holding you back? Will you get rid of everything that's keeping you from your purpose? Will you slay what you have to? Kill what doesn't belong because it's getting in the way of what I'm feeling. I'm I'm through, I'm through and through and through, but if it won't submit, 
than kill it. If it won't submit, then kill it. You, you've been playing with some stuff, Haziel. Yeah, you've been, you've been real cute. You heard the word of the Lord real clear. I need you to go back, and I need you to anoint uh, because the anointing is already in you. The anointing, you, you've already got the power. You already have the ability. You just, you got to go back, and you may have to slay some stuff. I got I to gotta give this. And we done. We, this is our call to action. Can we, can we put up verse 18 real quick? I just, I want to leave you with this. Verse 18 says, yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, in whose mouths have not kissed him. While 7,000 have been reserved in Israel, my question today is just, is there one? Is, is there one? Is, is there simply one? All it, all it takes is one. One that will go all the way. I know, I know you got 99 problems. But is there, is there one? One that's going to say, listen, God, I'm, I got some stuff that's been getting in the way. Of what I'm feeling. You, you mean to tell me you're going to send me back through this again? Listen, if, if you got to go back, you might as well go back different. If you got to go back, you might as well go back empowered. If you got to go back, you might as well go back anointed. If you got to go back, you might as well go back better than how you went before you went through. Listen, is, is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Listen, we open up the doors of the church now. Somebody that says, listen, I'm the Elijah. God could have anointed anybody. God could have called anyone. But God's called you. God's called you to do it. You know what that tells me? Can't nobody do it like you. The mind of God that says, I, I could have used anybody that was already there, Terrence, but I'm going to send you back. Because I'm sending you back different this time. 
Is there one that says, listen, if I got to go back home, I'm going to go back changed. If I got to go back to my job, I'm going to go back renewed. If I got to go back to this relationship, to this marriage, to this situation, God, I'm going back different. We offer Christ to you now. Anybody? Is there one? Listen, we didn't do altar call because we've been saving altar call for this moment today. Listen, is there one that said, listen, I've been running through the wilderness and I was so depleted. I was so empty. You were like Elijah. I was ready to die while I was in it. But because God provided for me in it, I realized, God, that there's something in it that you needed me to get out of it. I wasn't meant to die in this because you're sending me back to the things that I've left undone. 